Thank you so much, Josh. Appreciate wonderful playing, uh, preparing our hearts for the Word of God. And with that, I'll ask you to open your Bible to the Gospel of Mark this morning, chapter 14. We'll be in verses 66 through 72 this morning. Many of you all know Brother David Douglas, pastor at the Cathedral Church of God here in Winchester. Very good friend of mine, a wonderful pastor. Well, Friday night I had a dream, and I dreamed that Brother Douglas was Iron Man. Uh, (laughs) I don't know what caused that. Maybe it was the pain medicine or whatever, but uh, there was a supervillain that was harassing our community, and I said, I know who to call. called Brother David and asked him if he could be Iron Man for us, and uh, thankfully he, he agreed to help. But anyway... Uh, I think it kind of, even as bizarre as that dream is, kind of shows us sometimes that we look to uh, pastors or spiritual leaders as types of superheroes. And when they disappoint us, it makes the disappointment that much worse. This morning we see a spiritual hero, a, a giant of the Christian faith, the Apostle Peter, letting us down, denying Jesus three times and is an example of how even the greatest of men sometimes fall short. And with Peter's denial and this lesson we see in Peter's failure, it shows us that we should never underestimate our constant need for the Lord's grace, our constant need. Uh, We need the Lord to stay strong, and we need the Lord, even when we are weak especially, we need the Lord's grace to forgive us. Never underestimate your constant need. For the Lord's grace. Would you stand with me in reverence for the reading of God's holy word this morning? I'm going to read from Mark chapter 14, starting at verse 66. And these words were written by Mark under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. As Peter was below in the courtyard, one of the servant girls of the high priest came. And seeing Peter warming himself, she looked at him and said, You also were with Jesus the Nazarene. But he denied it, saying, I neither know nor understand what you are talking about. And he went out onto the porch, and a rooster crowed. The servant girl saw him and began once more to say to the bystanders, This is one of them. But again he denied it. And after a little while the bystanders were again saying to Peter, Surely you are one of them, for you are a Galilean too. But he began to curse and swear, I do not know this man you are talking about. Immediately a rooster crowed a second time. And Peter remembered how Jesus had made the remark to him, Before a rooster crows twice, you will deny me three times. And he began to weep. Let's pray together. Father, we humbly come into your presence this morning acknowledging, Lord, our need for you acknowledging our need for you to remain strong in our faith as we seek to live for you and and to be a witness for you. Lord, we need you. And Father, we are reminded time and time again, day after day, as we fail and as we make mistakes and as we sin against you, we are reminded anew of our need for grace. And we thank you that that grace is sufficient and it is abundant It is amazing grace. Father, I pray that you would speak through your word to us this morning. Speak through me, your vessel, that you would uh, lay upon our hearts a message of truth, a message we can understand, a message that will convict us, a message that will bring hope as we lean upon Christ. 
And mighty God, if there be one here today that has never trusted in Jesus, one who is not saved by your grace, then Lord, I pray that by your power they would turn to you, experience the wonders of your love, and be born again while they have that opportunity you have provided today. Lord, we pray these things in Jesus' blessed name. Amen. Thank you. you may be seated. As we continue working our way through Mark's gospel, we have come to those final hours leading up to the cross. Last week we saw that Jesus was arrested and he was on trial by the religious leaders for claiming to be the Messiah, for having the audacity to claim to be the Son of God. We saw last week that it was mentioned that Peter in verse 54 was following into the courtyard and then we looked at the text dealing with Jesus being on trial and then today we come back to looking at Mark once again. This is another example of what we have seen along the way, a a Markan sandwich where Mark begins to speak about one individual or one circumstance and leaves to go to something else and then comes back like the bread on both sides of the meat and last week the meat of the story was Jesus being on trial and then today we return back to Peter and the historicity of this account is attested for two reasons first of all it's mentioned in all four gospels there's no way that uh, that one can deny that this was an important event in the life of the Christian faith. All four gospel writers mentioned this. It's also important for us to see that no effort was made to sugarcoat what happened. There was no uh, whitewashing Peter's mistakes, no explaining it away, but just clearly and plainly shows that Peter, this great leader in the Christian church on one occasion, denied he even knew Jesus not once, not twice, but three times in one evening. We see an unflattering look at Peter's pride, and if we're honest, we'll see that there is also a reflection of our own pride that we all battle with because we are all sinners. As we look at Peter's pride, we learn these lessons about our own pride. First of all, pride creates spiritual brashness. Brashness, thinking more highly of our own ability than we ought to think pride and arrogance thinking well that would never happen to me I am much too strong in the faith for something like that to happen in my life Peter perhaps thought that and in fact he acknowledged that very same thing when Jesus predicted that Peter would deny him we look back in verse 54 and we see some of this brashness coming out in Peter in this story it says that Peter had followed him at a distance right into the courtyard of the high Priest. First of all, we know this about Peter. He was confident. If nothing else, Peter was confident. He was confident of his own abilities. He was confident of his own commitment to the Lord. So much so that when Jesus said in verse 30 that Peter would deny him three times, Peter said, uh, Lord, uh, I will not. I will not. Even if all these men do, I will go to my death for you if need be. Peter was confident. It says he followed right into the courtyard of the high priest. So confident, perhaps, he put himself in a potential dangerous situation. But his confidence, his brashness, created this problem. We also know this about Peter. He was concerned. Verse 54, it says, when they had led Jesus away, verse 54, Peter had followed him. 
Peter followed him. Peter was concerned. He was deeply concerned about Jesus. He loved the Lord Jesus Christ. He was a faithful follower of Jesus. And when Jesus was arrested, it was Peter who drew his sword who struck the servant of the high priest. It is Peter that we see here in Mark's gospel following Jesus right into the courtyard. Peter was concerned for our Lord. If nothing else, Peter loved Jesus and cared for him deeply. But we also see in verse 54 that Peter was comfortable. He was comfortable following Jesus because it says in verse 54, he followed him at a distance. If we left that phrase out, it would read, Peter followed him right into the courtyard of the high priest. And we would say, wow, what a, what a bold man, what a brave man this Peter is. And to some degree he was, but yet he followed at a distance, at a, at a comfortable pace. You see, he wanted to see what was going on with Jesus. He was concerned, but yeah, not so concerned that I want to put myself in harm's way. So he followed at a distance right into the courtyard, and it says he was sitting with the officers, warming himself at the fire, the very ones who had just arrested Jesus, the very ones who had just taken captive his Lord and brought him into Jerusalem to stand trial. Peter is here blending in with them. He's content to warm himself by the fire while Jesus is suffering the fires of persecution on trial there in the home of the high priest. See, Peter was spectating. He was brave, but his bravery had its limits. And he was merely there to observe and to spectate out of curiosity. See, Jesus had warned Peter what was going to happen. He told him, you know, this very night you're going to deny me three times before the rooster crows twice. You're not even going to make it through this night, Peter. Peter said, Jesus, I love you and all, but you're wrong. Jesus, I'm right, you're wrong. The brashness of the apostle Peter who said, there is no way, no way on God's green earth that this would happen to me. These guys, yeah, I could see it happening to them, but I'm Peter. There is no way, Lord. While Jesus was on trial in this particular passage, Peter would soon find himself on trial as well. But you know what? Peter did this by placing himself in this situation. He was so brash. And even though the Lord had warned him, you're going to deny me, Peter still put himself in this position. The wrong place at the wrong time. With the wrong frame of mind. Arrogance, pride, brashness all led to Peter doing the wrong thing. It reminds me of when we see spiritual leaders, pastors, and Christians finding themselves caught up in infidelity and adultery. And we wonder, oh, how in the world? Why could something like this happen? It happens because men and women are too brash. They think, no, not me. It's not, I'm not capable of that. And they place themselves in situations, in, in, in contexts where they have no business being. Spiritual pride and brashness will place you in harm's way. And like Peter, you will find yourself quickly being on trial and you will find out exactly how strong or how weak your faith truly is. 
Pride creates spiritual brashness. But it also causes spiritual blindness. Blindness. Jesus had told the disciples in the, in the Garden of Gethsemane three times, watch and pray. Be on the alert. Be on the watch. And it says three times he came and found them sleeping. You see, Peter in this situation lacked the insight. He lacked the insight to understand that he was prone to the enemy's attack and Satan was about to give it to him something fierce. But he was too spiritually blinded by his pride to realize what was taking place. We see he is challenged three times by a young servant girl and Three times Peter denies that he knows the Lord. In each of these responses, we see something significant. First of all, there's an ignorant response by Peter. In verse 66 through 68, it says, Peter was below in the courtyard, and we have the image there of of being in the open space there, the open yard as the high priest and the religious leaders were meeting with Jesus up in the room upstairs. Peter was below in the courtyard one of the servant girls of the high priest came and seeing Peter warming himself there in that position of comfort wanting to to distance himself from the turmoil she sees Peter there and says she looked at him that verb there is is one of of intense gazing she didn't just glance at Peter she, she looked him over real close there in the light of the fire and she says to him You also are with Jesus, the Nazarene. Judeans would oftentimes point to those who were from 